0: You're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go. You know, league, the
1: league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take do. him out of that conversation that. Yeah, he started from absolute I, would draft. I would draft Aziz Ojalari or any uh, nobody's doing
0: seven step drops in playing, right and now, and playing tackle for him. So right. it's almost twenty two years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. thought that in 2010 he should be in the Hall of Fame and they put him in after he is gone. To, to fill the stadium. Oh, yeah, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. So. <laughs> I, I see that he's taking uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you, know, still... you know he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's coming. He's coming, he, 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 he's oh, yeah. coming and he's being one, section one fifty eight with me. That <laughs> no, worked. These guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Yeah. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of jackpot Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals who start their first training camp practice tomorrow. I'm fired up. I cannot wait. I hope you guys are too. Now this show and, or excuse me, If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,268 subscribers. That is awesome. You guys are kicking butt. I love it. Let's try to keep it rolling. Let's try to get to 2,000, 3,000, 10,000. Let's keep it rolling. And as always, exclusively in the YouTube or on the YouTube channel, we are doing super chats. So if you like to support what I'm doing, go to the YouTube channel. If you're watching on uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. Tell your friends about me, and uh, if you don't mind, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, this has been a fun day. Earlier today, I uh, recorded an interview, which I will be playing on later on the show, with the Athletics' Paul Daner Jr., we discussed the Bengals. We discussed Corey Dillon. We discussed the Ring of Honor. We discussed the offensive line. We discussed the Bengals luncheon yesterday. All kinds of stuff. So make sure you guys stick around till the second half of the show and watch that. But right now, we have the man, the myth, the legend. He's all suited up in his new outfit. Go check him out at his Twitter handle at Bengals4. He's none other than the Orange Arrow. <laughs> Aaron, er, what's going on, brother?
2: What's up, guys? What's going on, everybody?
0: I love the new suit, man. I love it. Looks good. Looks good. I, I like it a lot. Is is that a little bit? Is it, is it a little hot? Is you know? Are, are you doing okay? It looks kind of tight. Uh, it is.
2: It is definitely a little warm, but you know, if a Bangalorean can do it,
0: I can. Absolutely, absolutely. Now this is the new outfit. Uh, you and uh, Loki did a photo shoot. And, dude, they looked, the photos looked awesome. (laughs) They, they were very well done.
2: Logie, not Loki.
0: Oh, Logie. Sorry, my bad. Loki's the, the, the the Marvel Universe guy. Yeah, I get, I get. Logie, my bad, Logie. I'm sorry, but go ahead, talk about the uh, photo shoot and everything and how that, how that went.
2: Yeah, man, it was awesome. Logie, he did, he did a great job, man. And we was, we was going, we, you know how when photographers, when they're taking pictures and and they get that perfect picture that they were trying to that they were envisioning, right. and they do that that whole they snap the picture, then they look at it, they're like, "Oh man, that is that is awesome." <laughs> like he was doing that all the time we 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 had fun, we were t- chatting about bangles and and he he did an awesome job. so if if anybody needs any pictures, I definitely suggest you hit him up. If you want to do cosplay or do something crazy like what I'm doing, that's great. But if you also want uh, headshots stuff like that, I think he done he done the photo for uh, John Sheeran for his his professional photos, and he does all kinds of other stuff. So if you definitely if you need photos, hit him up.
0: Yeah, he did. He did a great job. Now, let's real quickly talk about uh, the Bengal fan base and, and how it's just blowing up with with not only. You know, average fans, but rabid fans like you. You got the Bengal Lauren, you got Captain Obvious, got Hubei. We all know about Bengal Jim. You got me. And there's the Stormtroopers coming back, I heard. We, we might have a, a clone, yep. a, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're, and I think I they're mean, all down in section 158 with us.
2: Yeah, they're, they're popping up out of the woodwork, man. And, and every single one of them, I love all the, the great ideas and, and the great suits that are coming out. There's one guy that, that that hit me up. He's going to become the Orange Flash. That's coming out to, oh to tie goodness. in with me, the DC Universe. Yes, so you yes. got the Star Wars guys. You got some Marvel guys out there. And you got the DC guys like me, like the Orange Flash. We're we're ready to rock and roll. I, I can't wait. This season's going to be absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait. I had uh, Matt Ritchie on the show yesterday talk about the different things that they're doing. Uh, for the Bengals. I mean, we all know about the uh, uh, back together again this Saturday. The Bengals' uh, first uh, practice open to the public. I'm planning on being there. Like I, like I said in yesterday's show, my son's uh, wedding shower is that same night at my house. So I'm going to try like crazy to get there. If I can get there, I'm only going to be there for like an hour, then I got to hurry up and come back to the west side. But I know, I'm pretty sure you're going to be there, and I don't know if you're going to be suited up or not, but I, I'm sure everybody will be able to recognize you, whatever you're wearing.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will 100% be there. Not quite sure about the time. The wife has a vendor event. She does uh, she does a thing. Uh, she's a vendor. She does uh, paparazzi jewelry. Um, but, yeah, she, she has a vendor event that day. So we're kind of – she's going to leave that that early so we can get up there, me, her, and the kids, go out there, have some fun. I, I am going to be suited up in some – way shape or form i probably <laughs> won't be wearing the full suit because it's supposed to be in the 90s and i've got the fan on full blast right now and it is hot <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah I, i'll definitely be in in my suit in some way shape or form but yeah if you guys want to want to take pictures say hey idiot in the orange costume i want to get you pictures." i will be more
0: than happy to get my picture with you just shout out, Yo Arrow! Hey Arrow, come here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be able, be able to find you. But uh, let's get let's get into the Bengals here. I, I think.
2: Well, actually, <laughs> I, one second. Sorry, I I hate to cut you off. I gotta ask you. I know this is a Bengal-centric podcast for for today, but the Javier Bias thing, man. <laughs> I. I got to bring it up because yeah. it pissed me off. I was angry about it, and I'm like, you know what? I know we're talking Bengals today, but I got to ask the Iceman about it.
0: Uh, well, put it you this way. Army and Garrett had it coming, um, but you knew nothing was going to happen with Major Baseball. They weren't going to do anything about it because last time Javi Baez started something with Garrett, He's the one that started it. Who's the one that got yep. suspended? Garrett. This time he's talking smack to him. And it's it just show, goes to show that they're, the Reds and, the, and Cincinnati is not high up on Major League Baseball's list of teams that they want to support or 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 boast about. The Cubs, of Chicago, you know, hey, Javi Baez, I, I do respect Javi Baez. I think he's a really good shortstop. Um, but that's just a punk move i mean it, it, it's just you got him cool go celebrate with teammates shut up walk off the field but oh yep one, one pitch well it took us one pitch all right well the other time he you struck your ass out it, it took three pitches so <laughs> no. 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 and
2: and the worst part about it is was his teammate was even like you know come on man you know get on with
0: it right and he kept going and kept going and kept going it's just like dude just uh, I, I like i'll play this way. Well, the, the, and I, I know you watch watch my show a lot. And the thing that irritates me more <laughs> is if we had a bullpen that could strike him out and shut him up would be better. But we don't have that, nope. and we're not getting that. It looks like with the trade deadline coming up and they'll be passing here soon. I don't think the Reds are going to do anything. Yep. So, yeah, Javi Baez, he's going to get traded. Hopefully, he'll get tra- traded to the American League, and we won't have to see him anymore. Is would be would be fine with me.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I uh, got a couple people um saying uh, <laughs> Crip Caper says holy cheesecake, Batman! It's the orange, orange arrow's new look. Uh, <laughs> somebody said something on here about Iron Man. I wanted to find where was that at. Uh, I don't know. So somebody on here said we need an Iron Man um uh guy, Bengals Iron Man guy. You know uh, what? We that? actually do have a Bengals
2: Iron Man guy. Um. If you look it up, um, I can't, I can't remember the his name on Twitter, but there is actually a guy who has the mask. I'm not sure if he has the whole the full suit,
0: but he was, hitting, and he was actually in my fantasy league last year. Okay, well that's cool. Hopefully he'll 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 show up because, uh, dude, I I want to get the south end zone, you know, and I'm not trying to copy off anybody. But there's other teams I've had crazy. You know, end zones, you know, you got the dog pound with the clowns up there up north. And then out in Oakland, Oakland, they used to have the black hole, which I don't know if they're going to have it in Vegas or not. But I think it'd be cool if, even we don't have a name for the end zone, i have throw out there the Tiger Den. Some people said, cat oh, I, was,
2: I love the Tiger Den. I like, love that when you, When you said it, the, the first time you said it, I'm like, that has got to be, I want that, I want, um, Elizabeth Blackburn to acknowledge the tiger Dan
0: to talk about it because that is that is awesome I, I don't I don't think Elizabeth Blackburn knows who I am yet so I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> but either way we're gonna have a lot of crazies down there and it's gonna be so much fun and I, I really do think that you know when they have when they, they have fans like like you dressed up like the Bangalore like captain obvious um I'm, I'm missing some other guys uh, but When I had these guys on there and all in the same spot, the camera's going to find you, and they're going to find us. And it's not necessarily finding you; it's finding Bengal fans and how crazy we are and how much we love this team. And one thing I want to say too, and and last time we are on the show, I think it was last well when I had the big super fan show with you and and Mm Big Lauren, Who Bay, and and, uh, Captain um, Cap said, and I think it's a great idea, especially for the first game of the season, to try to head in to the stadium. At least an hour early, just to show the Bengal players how much we miss them, how much we are excited to see them, and guys like you, I think you guys should be in there early because they're gonna be like, "Oh, dude, you see that guy? Oh man, look at that guy! Holy crap, look at that guy!" You know, I mean, just see you guys Absolutely. walk around, I think it's gonna fire them up.
2: Absolutely, and and like like you said, when we all talked, Cap had he had a great point. Eleven o'clock when the gates open up. I want there to be a line of people just waiting to rush in there and to cheer all the guys on. And, and I, I, will be, I will try my best to be at the front of that line. 11 o'clock when the gates open up, when they start letting fans in, I'll be there cheering the guys on, letting them know, hey, we're back. We're ready to rock and roll, and we're ready to get this party started.
0: Absolutely. Now this this would be an interesting outfit. William House says, "I'm thinking about an orange and black strawberry outfit." Oh. <laughs> I see. I a love strawberry. it. Hey, whip. I'll go for it, man. If you you want to dress up as a orange and black strawberry? Go for it. You you have my permission. I I'll be rocking the the my Bengals gear and my Jackpot Joey stuff. So. So, yeah, and, and hopefully, hopefully I'll get a strawberry. I got a strawberry-ice shirt back here. I'm working on getting the strawberry-ice orange shirt so I can wear it on the game. But that, that's what I'll be rocking. But, yeah, I man, if you want to do a, a orange or black strawberry, go for it because, I mean, like, Arrow's already hot in his. You know, just heads up. It's, it's big and fat, so you might you might, Hey, you get a strawberry it.
2: costume. Maybe you can fill it with, with ice cubes or something. You'll be all right.
0: <laughs> Have an air conditioner in it or something.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, all right, let's get to the Bengals here, and uh, they're – was some uh roster moves today. Well, first off, let's get to the first one, which was earlier today. Which none of us have any idea who this guy is, other than he might be <laughs> related to uh news five's uh George Vogel, but Gunnar Vogel was signed uh today as a free agent. He's a tackle, uh, and he played college at Northwestern, as you can see. And I I like the move because of the position he plays because of Akeem identity who is injured now and gone for the season. And we don't have a, we have one veteran tackle in Fred Johnson. Uh, yep. Deontay Smith. I think he's going to be a, a future, our future right tackle, but he's a rookie. I would like some more veteran guys in there. I'm not really sure if Vogel is the one I was actually, you know, ta- uh, you know thinking about, but depth is depth and I- I'll, I'll take any depth we can get in the offensive line.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I mean, that's one heck of a name too, Gunner Vogel. He just sounds like a guy that 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 needs to be out there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. And and, and the the good thing is, and Bengals are getting healthy. Let's let's just start with yep. there first before we get to the, to the new one today. But first of all, we have Jackpot Joey Burrow has been cleared to play, and Woo! dude. My, my thoughts exactly when i heard that i'm like yes i knew it like, yep I told you that's what i'm talking back. about because i dude when jeremy jeremy d's on the show with me uh, all last year throughout the whole summer he's always like well i don't know if he's gonna be back i mean he really <laughs> might not be back to november i'm like dude he's i yep. said he's coming back game one i did not yep. know he'd be ready i mean I, it wasn't really surprising because we saw him at ota so we knew he was pretty freaking close i mean i mean the last day of OTAs, he's rolling out, throwing the ball off one leg. So, I mean, we know he's looking pretty good. It's not really a complete shock, but does that change the narrative of the national media going? Well, you know what? All these Bengals fans have been talking about. Maybe they're right. Maybe the Bengals are going to do, be really good this year.
2: Oh, absolutely, man, and and I definitely think that I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. And and like Mike said, Mike Brown said. Our offensive line is going to surprise a lot of people. I know everybody's like, "Well, I'm worried about the offensive line. You know, they didn't really do enough." But looking at these guys, they have now they have a right tackle in, in Riley Reef, who who's been a solid, solid starter for for the Vikings, and you've got Jonah Williams who, when healthy, has played like a yes. quality yes. quality yes. left tackle. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and Jack or. Yeah, Jackson, Jackson Carmen and yeah. and I keep I keep wanting to say Carmen Jackson because it just it yeah. it rolled yeah. off That's the tongue. But Jackson yeah, Carmen. yeah, Jack, Jackson Carmen and then um, Quentin Spain, Xavier Suofilo, guys like that. We have a a quality quality line, and I definitely think like like he said, we're going we're definitely going to turn some heads.
0: Yeah, exactly, and, and we'll we'll get this later on when, when I play my. Uh... Interview with Paul Danner Jr. He had he had some thoughts on the offensive line too. But I was talking about this yesterday with uh, Anthony Gizenza on the Orange and or Black Insider podcast. But I I like what they did with the offensive line this year. If you compare what they did with the offensive line last year, not was which was nothing. I mean, they going into right. last year they did nothing. It was the same offensive line that we had the year before, basically, and the backups as we all have seen, you know, as, as injuries happened and just trying to move guys in and out and see if we get anybody to play. Weren't that good. I think yeah. we have upgraded at every position. I mean, last year, I mean, uh, Trey Hopkins and generally, we knew that those two are going to be were good. We weren't sure about Surfia, which we didn't really get to see him until the you know second half of the season. He-, he got hurt in the chargers game. Quentin Spain came in and I'm a big Quentin Spain fan. I really oh, yeah. like what I saw from him last year. Cause I, the first game he he got signed on friday and he played sunday and I was against the tennessee titans and he played good i mean he didn't play great in, i mean he didn't play great in any of the games but i mean for god's sake he got moved ever he played tackle <laughs> for the bengal's last year i mean he's a guard he played tackle yep. he never i don't think he ever played tackle in the nfl as far as i know in his career he did okay at it but the point is i really do think he is going to be a mauler at guard for us. I'm not saying Pro Bowl or anything like that, but I really do think there's there's a good chance that he can be a very adequate guard. And then Jonah Williams, and I know everybody's like, oh, he's injured prone, he's injured prone. Last year, if we were in a playoff run, he would have came back. Same thing with Mixon. Both of them would have played through that. They weren't major injuries. It was more of the fact <laughs> that season's over, you know, we'll just go rest and get ready. Riley Reef, I think he is going to be a very big get for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And I think he's given up. I think last year he gave up uh, two or three sacks. If that, I think, or maybe there were two or three pressures. I, I don't, I'm going off the top of my head. I don't exactly remember. I think he is going to be a bigger force than people think. Now I'm not saying the Bengals are going to have a juggernaut. Awesome offensive line. You don't need one. And I always compare it to the 1988 line. We had on that line. They had one first round pick. Now he's the greatest left tackle in NFL history in Anthony Munoz, but the rest of them were not first round picks. So I always have people got to get, get this narrative out of their head. You don't have to be a first round pick to be a really good offensive lineman. And I think the addition of Frank Pollock is the biggest move in this offseason. I think Frank Pollock has a chance. He's on the on the threshold of being considered a very, Elite offensive line head coach. He's like right there, yep. and yep. I think he's about to prove it this year. And I'm very curious with the centers that they that they signed. Well, they signed a center uh last week, and they had the guy from uh Kansas City come in Monday yesterday. And I don't think they've signed him yet. Maybe they won't sign him. I don't know. I'm curious what that means, especially since uh, rewind here, especially since Trey Hopkins is full go. He's clear to play. What does that mean for Billy Price? Are they trying to just push Billy Price? Is this just motivation or are they looking to move on from him? Yeah, I I
2: definitely think that I think they're kind of doing what what the Buffalo Bills did last year. They're 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 not sure on the future of these positions, so they're just signing a bunch of guys and you you pick the best ones out out of the bunch. You know what I mean? And I, I, when you were talking about Riley Reef, I, I just did a little uh, quick search right here. And ABC News has, has the thing on, on Riley. And he started 62 games, including the postseason for the Vikings, and allowed only 12 sacks over his four seasons. So I, I definitely think that he is going to be a huge, huge upgrade for the, the Bengals in our offensive line.
0: Absolutely. And the other thing I always like to point out too is everybody remembers after Joe Burrow, excuse me, jackpot Joe Burrow, got injured last year and the 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 Bengals' run game actually started to, to, to click. And people were like, why did we do that at the beginning of the year? Three guys up front changed it. They got Spain, Sir Philly came back, and they already had Hopkins. So those three were at the front of our offensive line. And they played, I think, pretty much last three games was those three at the two guards and the center and that made a huge difference in the continuity of the offensive line and the other thing too and i'm going to what paul dander jr said in the interview that i have later on the offense got better joe burrow got better in the first three games and eh, wasn't that great you know he got sacked a lot and Everything. yes he was going to probably set the record for being sacked but he was getting better at getting rid of the ball faster. And another point that Paul brought up, which again you have to watch the interview, and I think it's a great point. If Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, and I've said this before, the Bengals probably win six or seven games that year. I I think the, the second half of that season was very, very winnable for the Bengals oh, with I, a healthy I, Yeah,
2: I think they win a lot more than that. I mean, you talk about what what was all the games. Uh Wild Dallas, Giants. I think they definitely yes. win that game. Dow- or Dallas or yeah, Washington they were they were literally right. winning that game mm-hmm. before he got injured. Uh you got the Giants, they they would have won that game. And then um and then of course the two games that they did win. And but yeah, you're talking five games right there that they definitely they had a chance to win if they would have had Joe Burrow.
0: Now, this is – and this is the point that, that Paul Diener Jr. brought up. And I think – I never thought about this. Because th- this is why people have a hard time saying the Bengals can win 10 games. Because there is – there it's hard. You know, a lot of teams don't go from four wins to 10 games. or 10 wins in the, in the season. I mean, the Bengals did. And from 87 to 88. So, it has happened. But it doesn't normally happen. You usually have a progression. You know, let's just go when Carson Palmer, you know, Mar- Marvelous first two years were eight and eight. Car- Carson Palmer's first year, they went eight and eight. Then they went 10 and six in 05. The progression didn't happen the second year because Burrow got hurt. But if you look yep. at Burrows in there, to pr- I think the progression would have happened. And that would have changed the national narrative of, yeah, you know, the Bengals have a shot at doing this. And they don't know if, if Burrow coming back healthy is going to make that big of a di- difference. I say it's going to be, it's going to make a big difference. That's why I really do believe the Bengals are going to go. Eleven and six, and that's what I, I've had in my. I've, I've put this out there a lot on my my schedule this year. I mean, I, I the Kansas City one, I know I've gotten gotten banged on for that one. That's probably probably wrong, but either way, I think the Bengals have a great shot of going. Um, I said ten and six, 11 and six, uh, 10 to five or eleven and six. I, I think they have a great shot of, of having ten or eleven wins this year. And if you do that, you're in the playoffs, man. And one thing, did you hear? I don't know when Chad Johnson did this but I saw this on Twitter or actually, actually I think Zim tweeted out or was on Facebook or something. I don't remember what it was. Chad Johnson said that if the Bengals don't win the AFC North, he's going to give up McDonald's.
2: He is calling it dude. I mean, this is Oh three all, all over again, man. He, and, and, and Chad we trust, you know what I mean? And, and going back to what you're saying, I don't, I I was going to talk about this with, um, with jay morrison last week when and when he was going to come on my show and unfortunately i was in a uh a bad bad traffic jam at work or on my way home from work and he wasn't able to to hop on but i want to know what the difference is between zach taylor and a guy who the national media and everyone talks about they they absolutely love and that's kyle shanahan (laughs) Kyle <laughs> Canahan in the first two years of his of of being the 49ers head coach, he won a total of ten games. And yeah, that's that's more than six. I understand that. But the first year he took a team that wasn't his and he had a you know, he had a terrible season, and then the second year his quarterback gets injured. Does that sound familiar to everyone? Yep, and then yep. the third season is when they went to the to the Super Bowl So I want to know what everybody absolutely loves this guy and yet they everybody and the entire national media dogs on Zach Taylor. I think Zach Taylor has some great play calling he definitely has the locker room uh, ready you know behind him. I want to know what the difference between those guys are.
0: Um, the difference is, uh, there, he works for the Sucky Niners and Zach works no. for the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the difference, you know? I mean, and I yep. will always call them the Sucky Niners cause I can't stand them cause they beat us twice in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm
2: sorry for cussing on you. You cussed a bunch
0: of That gone, you arrow. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, we're, we're going to be good. I mean, I, I, and I don't, I, I'm comparing this team a lot to the O5 team. Talent wise on both sides of the ball. Uh Carson Bomber was in his third year. Joe will be in his second year. I think Joe is better than Carson. So that's where I giving the, the 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 nod to Joe here. But yep. that offense in 05 was ridiculous. I think the, this offense in 2021 is gonna be ridiculous. That defense in 05 was okay. They're very opportunistic. They turned the ball over a lot. So that helped yep. them keep them in game in games. And it was a very young defense with some veterans in there and that's kind of what this defense is it's a very young defense okay. with some veterans in it there's so many so many things you can compare the 05 team to this team where 05 was a really really fun year and I, that's what i think we're gonna have this year so i i think it should be the, the national narrative they're just they're just scared <laughs> you know let's can't give them yep. credit that's that's hey. simple you just can't give us credit
2: you got to give Good Morning Football credit, though. These guys are yes. absolutely K. Adams absolutely loves Joe Burrow and loves what what we got going on, and so does so does Nate Burleson and all them guys. So you got to give those guys credit.
0: Really. Yeah, they, they they've been giving us lots of love on, on there now. Uh, People, John Wick and uh, Rabbit want to know: uh, Are you drinking some whiskey there? What, what you got going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a little. I got a little something. It, it's celebratory. This is the the first the first show that I was actually on live with was was your show and and this is I I had to make it the first show that I done the reveal of my suit on so this awesome. is a yeah. celebratory whiskey I got I got a little Mitchard bourbon going on so
0: yeah oh well, shoot well no no, no I got some I always got some beer I'm not a whiskey guy I got I got Bud Light in the fridge over there but. I can't get it right now. Well, I got hey, I got some water. You, got a, you
2: got a beer assistant?
0: Yeah, no. Beer assistant. <laughs> uh, I, I got a seventeen year old daughter. She's ignoring me right now. So, but hey, uh, yeah, I, I got water. But cheers, cheers to you. Cheers to your uh, the new suit. Cheers to a season, brother. This, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I can't I cannot wait to to enjoy the season. And the funny thing is, my uh, my father and my my brother in law are going at it on here. My father just said that the the Bengals are gonna beat the. Buccaneers and my brother in law are Jerry's like, not gonna happen, Jerry. So, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Which is kind I I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about this. And and this is Mrs. Ice's idea, it's not mine. She wants to come on here, and we're going to have a a house divided show, uh, the week probably that Friday, uh, before the Bengals and Buccaneers play in their preseason. So, it's gonna be very, very interesting. So, Mrs. Ice is actually making her debut on the Strawberry Ice show. Oh, yeah, and
2: and I want to know I I want to know what Mrs. Ice thinks. You know, she's got Giovanni Bernard now. So, uh, trust me. what That's- I want to know what what Mrs. Ice has to think about all that.
0: Well, trust me, I think Giovanni Bernard is going to blow up in Tampa my, my, myself, I think. I think Tom Brady's going to going to use him and he's he's going to do great down there. But uh yeah, it's going to be a very interesting so- show so make sure you guys uh, uh, tune in for that cuz she she doesn't she doesn't get in front of the camera. She doesn't she's not she's not a camera a camera hog like me, so it would be very, very, very interesting <laughs> to see um, see what kind of show it's going to be. Because I know she going be down here, here talking smack, so we'll see. All right, let's see. A Royal Terry. I, I missed your uh, comment here. Iceman, you were right when you said this team has 5 06 vibes. I agree. Yeah, and that's – I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, Marvin Lewis – let's say Marvin Lewis, when he was the Bengals head coach first coming up, People weren't sure if he was going to be a good coach or not. I mean, yes, he's second year, back to back like years, eight and eight, that's better than what Zach has done. But he also was a guy who got passed over multiple times for head coaching jobs before the Bengals hired him. So yep. I, I think the 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 noise is louder against Zach Taylor than it ever was against Marvin. And I, I agree with that I don't completely understand. But again, if Joe Burrow does not get hurt, I think that completely, obviously, it completely changes the season. But I always look at it this way too, Arrow. It's a blessing in disguise, because if Joe doesn't go down, we don't get Uno, and I yep. think Jamar Chase is going to be so much fun to watch him and Joey Burrow destroy the NFL this year.
2: Absolutely, and I don't know if you guys saw my my uh, my tweet or not, but I definitely the the NFL is sliding him already in the the Offensive Rookie of the Year campaign. That I mean, they're already pushing the narrative. I mean. They got all these guys, and they they don't even mention Jamar Chase, no. who is back with his his quarterback that he had an absolutely outstanding season in the, in in college football with. So,
0: exactly. I'm definitely a
2: big a big Jamar Chase fan.
0: They're they're not even giving T Higgins, you know, because I think uh uh U- Bengals UK retweeted this I, I can't remember if Pro Football Focus there was uh. Some NFL one, but 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 Bengals UK retweeted retweeted this, and they were saying the and I don't even know the guy's name, but kid, the wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys will be the most successful sophomore wide receiver in the NFL of this year. Uh, I'm like, yeah, um, CD, you know, Lamb. really? What's that? CD was it? CD Lamb? Yes, yes, CD Lamb. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm like, um, excuse me, Uh, we have T Higgins, and our quarterback, I'm sorry, is better than Dak Prescott. I'm never like, what? Are you serious? I'm like. Yes, Joe Burrow is better than Dak Prescott. Okay, I'm sorry. Just if you don't believe me, just wait till this year. I mean, he's going to oh. prove
2: it.
0: What, what do you got? You don't you don't agree with me on that?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I do. I think I definitely I love Joe Burrow. You know I do. I've got two number nine jerseys right behind me. But Dak Prescott was on a incredible pick last year. Um, and especially fantasy wise, he was he was about to, you know, bust this league out of the water. So I I I don't know if I would go go saying that that he's definitely better than Dak. Can he, well, can they be can they be the same or close to the same close close to similar? Yes. And it it goes back to, do I like Zach Taylor more than Mike McCarthy? Right. I gotta say I do honestly.
0: That, that, that's kind of, I don't know that one. I'm kind of, kind of curious, about, but let me get to this. We'll go, will go to the Dak Prescott versus Joe Burrow comparison. Now I'll put it to you this way. Dak Prescott has the ball in his hand at the end of the game and he has to make a throw to win it. You want him with the ball in your hand at the end of the game, or you want Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. And I'll put it right. out, put it out there. Very first game last year against the Chargers makes a throw to A.J. Green in the corner of the end zone to win the game. If the ref doesn't call the pass interference, he would have brought his team back to win the game in his very first game in the NFL. That would Do have we
2: need to mind. bring that up? <laughs> That's, you're getting me heated. I'm already sweating over here, and you're getting me. You're getting me even more heated. <laughs> no, but but I I agree with you. My whole thing is Dak has more of that that if you're on the twi- if you're on the let's say you're on the ten yard line, and and Joe Burrow can do it too. I'm I'm not saying he can't, but if you're on the ten yard line and you're against the Dallas Cowboys. And you've got the receivers they have. Obviously, the receivers that we have are – I don't work for the Bengals. The receivers the Bengals have I, don't. Are, I, I say are,
0: we all the time. I, 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 I'm live or die. I bleed orange. So, I say we. I'm allowed to. <laughs> the,
2: the receivers we have are, I think, are way better than, than, than the Cowboys. But when is at the 10-yard 10, 10 line, he's so much more of a threat to run the ball. And I just – I I think he's – I think he's a great quarterback. I really do. I, not, I can't lie. Saying,
0: yeah, I, I'm not saying that Dak is not a good quarterback. I, I just – I mean, and like I said, I, I look at everything through orange sunglasses. But I just – Right. I, there's a lot of times where Dak Prescott has had the ball in his hand and hasn't won. So, you know, Joe Burrow is – yeah, okay, I know he's only played a half a year in, in football, but he played at LSU. And I'm sorry, the way the the, the – a college football playoffs are now, if you're playing that, that's going to get you ready. I think as ready as you can get to play in an NFL uh, playoff game and, and not ready for the Super Bowl Cause that's probably the biggest thing, uh, biggest thing, event in this country for sure. Maybe the biggest event in the world, but it's going to get you as close to, to ready as that, as you can. Now, uh, let me get up here. Uh, Terry had an interesting thing. Um, Terry always comments on the show. He's a, a awesome viewer. Uh, AFC North talk, uh, AFC North talk podcast is ranking the division coaches and GMs as we speak. So Terry, where, where are they ranking oh, wow. the, the Bengals at? So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. That's, that's our guy.
2: That's our guy. Ace Boogie too.
0: Yep. That's ACE. So we'll see where I, you know, ACE is going to be defending the Bengals. So we'll see what, uh what he got. Let me ask you,
2: if if you were to, to rank the AFC North, how would you rank it right now?
0: As far as teams goes, I'm, I, I hate it, but I ha- I have to go, and I'm t- I'll take more sunglasses off. This is being 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 real. You have to go w- with the Raptors and the clowns, and then the Bengals for me. I mean, Steelers yep. are at the bottom. Are they just talent wise? You have to yep. go with that because the the, the clowns and and the, the Raptors both made the playoffs. I know the Squealers made it last year too, but I do not think the Squealers. I think they've just lost too much. I think they lost too much. I think Ben Roethlisberger is getting older. But I never bet against Thomason. <laughs> I think he's a really good. Yeah, player. yeah. But yeah. as far as pure talent goes and veterans, they they have us on that. But, but well, as oh, vet, veteran talent, I think our talents, offensively, is as good or better than than the clowns and the the, the rappers. Now, defensively, that's a different thing, and that's where an offensive line that's a different thing. So. That's where you have yeah. to rank them higher than us. Yeah, we have to be real about this sometimes. We can't all just right. year, and you know.
2: Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say too. The Ravens defensive line they definitely have us beat and and defensively defensively, like you said. And then the the offensive line for the Browns is absolutely absolutely stout. So that I I definitely would rank us third in, in, in the division, but
0: well the thing is I, the Three teams made the playoffs last year. So if we finish third and, and our yep. records, what, what the third place team was last year, we have a good shot of making the playoffs. You know, I mean, yep. so it's, this is a one of, and, and I don't, when the Steelers are, excuse me, customizing show, when the Squealers aren't as good as the national media wants them to be, the AFC North doesn't get as much pub as the toughest division in football. I still say it's the toughest or one of the toughest divisions in football with, the Rapids, the Clowns, and the Bengals. I think those three are gonna fight it out this year.
2: I I think that when when it's all said so, said and done, the the ASC North will definitely have the most the most um I was gonna say the most wins, but they'll definitely be the toughest division to to um for for any division. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they will one definitely one of the toughest divisions in in football. Now, uh, Royal Flush Terry has a question for you, Arrow. He says, "Orange Arrow, I need a bold prediction for the Bengals season. What do you got?"
2: <laughs> um, hold on one second. I gotta, I gotta go open the door up for for my wife. I'm my charger <laughs> or my phone's about to die, so I gotta, I gotta no, unlock good. the door so
0: so my wife can get it. That's cool. And I'll give you my charger. Somebody. No, you're good. I'll get somebody's com- comments. In here. Um, all right Marvin, you're saying Burrow hand, hands down. Crown. I just hope Joe is as good as Dak. I think I think he's gonna be better. And, and I, it's not just me saying this, Crown. Ken Anderson, future Hall of Famer, newest member of the inaugural class of the Bengals Real Honor. He said that he thinks Joe Burrow is gonna be the best quarterback in Bengals franchise history. And you're talking about two of them, Ken Anderson and Boomer Sideson, who have taken the Bengals to Super Bowls. So, yeah, if, if Ken Anderson thinks Joe Burrow is going to be the best quarterback in Bengals franchise history, I think he, he's going to be better than Dak. And, and there's nothing against Dak Prescott. It's just he is not a quarterback that I think that wins you games. He's, I mean, he puts up good numbers, but look at his weapons he's got with him. You know, he's got everything around him. Take him put put Dak on the Bengals last year with that offensive line and, and with everything they yep. had with AJ uh, Green not being AJ Green. Do you think Dak puts up the same numbers in the in this short span period of time that Joe Burrow did? I personally don't.
2: And and that's that's one thing I was going to say too is Dak Prescott definitely has been aided by the offensive line that, that he's that he's had throughout his career. But but going back to the the bold prediction thing. Yeah. Um I said that I thought that Joe Burrow was going to or not Joe Burrow, but Joe Mixon was going to have a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving. I said that in one of my first shows I was talking about and I, done, I started digging in because I was getting a lot of kickback from it. And there's a lot of people that was like, ah, I don't know with, with all the weapons we have. But I started looking and, and actually projected his, his season out. And maybe that was a little too hot take-ish because, <laughs> because I started, like I said, I started statting things out. And last year he was at 3.6 yards per carry. That is definitely going up this year with our improved offensive line. And I could see him getting, you know, 10 or 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 yards rushing and getting five, six, seven hundred 700 yards receiving. So my bold prediction for Joe Mixon will be this year he will get 2,000 yards from scrimmage and end up being the AFC leading running back i won't say a leading rusher because derrick henry it's hard to take that away oh, yeah. from him but total yards from scrimmage i would give that to joe mixon so there's a yeah, bold prediction for you
0: yeah i i agree with you on, on that the to- total yards from scrimmage i i think um that mixon's going to have his best year as far as that goes because like uh brian Callahan said and he, he said this uh, he didn't back off from, but he was talking on the the block of Bengals podcast with uh, Jake Lisco and, and James Rapine uh, earlier. I think it was yesterday or, or Friday. I can't remember. But you know, he said earlier this year that uh, Joe Mixon shouldn't come off the field. He goes, nah. he goes, now that's obviously he's going to come off the field sometime. This is Brian Callahan talking, but right. Joe's going to be out there more than he's ever been out there, and he's going to be asked to do a lot more. And he's gotten so much better at, at pass protection. That's the biggest reason he wasn't out there on on passing yep. situation and, and cause Giovanni Bernard was really good at pass blocking. So you're going to have a guy who's really good at it in, in pass blocking situation, or you're going to have a guy who's eh, okay at it. I really had the guy who's really good at it. now we have, we have to have mixing out there, but that opens up more opportunity for him. And I've watched a lot of the Bengals highlights uh, this past weekend. I watched highlights of all the games that uh, uh, Joe Burrow uh, played because I, I really was depressed to watch the ones. I didn't watch Washington. I couldn't watch that one. But I, watched all the <laughs> ones I, but I forgot how many times Mixon caught the ball. I mean, oh, he, yeah. we, we always think of him just as a running back. He's got some pretty good hands. You know, he, yep. he's, he is better at that than people give him credit. Now, like I said, the thing is for him, he's got to improve his pass blocking or pass protection, and that's mm-hmm. where – According to, to Brian Callahan and everybody else, he's gotten better and better each year, and this is the year for him to break out. And uh, what was it? Oh, it was NFL Network. They listed their top five running backs. Joe, Joe Mixon wasn't in the top five, which eh, yeah, it, you know it, it, that's that's understandable. I mean, I'm I'm not bagging bagging on him, but I think by the end of the season, he's definitely going to be considered one of the top five running backs in football this year. Yep. All right, let's see here. Uh da, 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 da. all right, Chris. This is what I want to get to. Chris Hopkins said, Do you remember what Burrow said last year? He doesn't want to squeak into the playoffs, he wants the top spot. And that's right there. That's Joe Burrow in, in essence. That's Joe Burrow. He he and I, I've said this about it. He's not it was, he's not just cocky, he's a cocky confidence. It's more confidence, it's more and 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 uh, Anthony Kazenza said this yesterday. Were you know they were uh, like um Steve says here, baby Aaron. But I really do yeah. think Joe Burrow his confidence is very very similar to Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk. You know, I mean, he doesn't go out there and boast about. It, I know we just had a whole summer about if he's going to come back or not, and which I always <laughs> thought he was going to. But but it's not. Like, like I'm not trying to on Baker Mayfield, but when Baker Mayfield was first rookie, he was talk, 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 talk. You know, he was always talking, you know. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah. when he gets asked a question, he'll answer it, and he'll answer it confidently, but it doesn't come across cocky. And that's the way Joe Burrow does, and I think the way they carry themselves and just the chip on Burrow's shoulder, and you got to find something that makes you want to prove everybody wrong and there's always a goal for Joe Burrow. It's always this, always the next thing. That's what championship guys do. And Joe Burrow wants to be he wants to win the AFC North. He wants to win the Super. He wants to win everything. And it's absolutely. it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I'm when I'm out there shooting archery competitions, it is not cockiness, it's confidence. You know, right. when I'm out there and and I hit the bullseye every single time, it's because I know
0: I can do that. You know what I mean? and that, That's what you want. I mean, you, you want the <laughs> guy goes goes, I, I think I'm better than you. You know, that's what you want. Okay, uh, let's see here. Roy F. York says, I believe the Bengals' offensive line is better than the Ratbirds or the Clowns, so all four games are winnable. I, 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 that's a not take. Yeah, I don't – I don't know how to, I, don't I how mean, to I, I, I would like to believe you and I, I'm not saying they're not, uh, but we'll find out. And they have the chance to, to prove it, prove you right or prove you wrong. Uh, but the, absolutely. the Browns, the Browns offensive line and, and the rapper or cons offensive line and the rappers, they're, they're pretty good. So, you know, that, that will, that would be. And the thing is they don't have to, that's the other thing too. We have to uh, keep reiterating. I don't think the Bengals offensive line has to be great. They just had to be good. We'll take average right now.
2: Yeah. And and that's the thing too. The offensive line at, at LSU, it wasn't top notch, you know, the the Dallas Cowboys back in what was it, 2016, 2015, whatever year Dax Dax rookie year was.
0: Yeah, it they had great it
2: wasn't that level. But Burrow was, was he had the 3 seconds he needed he had the 4 seconds that, that he needed to to for his receiver receivers to get open so if if we can have competent and o-line play and give burrow the time he needs he will absolutely shred shred the league up and that's that's another hot take that i have i think joe burrow can have 5000 yards passing this year
0: Absolutely, especially with the extra game. And I have to clarify, mm-hmm. he said the offense. He said the o- Roy said the offense, not the offensive line. My fault. I I read oh, okay that Okay, you're saying the offense? Yes, I completely I completely agree with you on that. I think our offense yep. is ta- talent-wise, and that's what we have. To, that's the only thing we can base this on right now. Is talent-wise is better than the clowns order rapper. So, yes, Roy, I do absolutely agree with you on that. Now you have to go out and you have to prove it, but they're going, they're going to. it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, let's get to Jared's comment here. Um, need to be re- realistic with expectations for the Bengals. They have the key pieces in place. They need to upgrade the O-line, tight end position. But good things is the wide receiver running back QB in place. Now, I'll talk about this. And This is one thing, and this is one thing I was surprised. Not, well, I was surprised how much Malik Wright agreed with, uh, with me. And I've been on here banging the drum for Thaddeus Moss, and I think he's going to be a diamond in the rough for us. I think he's going to be a very big upgrade. I also think CJ Uzama is a lot better tight end than people give him credit. Because if you guys remember, it was a very short sample, like two, three games, him and Joe Burrow. Go back and watch the tape. CJ Uzama was getting a lot of passes, a lot of yards for for Joe Burrow. So I think our tight ends, it's better than people think it's going to be. I I really, really do. And, again, I think our offense line is better than what people think it's going to be. I think Jonah Williams, and I think you said this earlier in the broadcast here, Jonah Williams is going to have a hell of a year. Trey Hawkins, I think, is going to have a hell of a year. Spain, I think, is going to have a hell of a year. Um, Jackson Carmen, not sure. We'll find out, I hope. But the thing is, the good thing is, if he struggles, we have uh, Sophia right behind him, who's a very – adequate guard yep. and get rather reef. So I really do think our offense line is going to, I do agree with Mike Brown. I do think our offensive line is lines to su- surprise the people. They thought last year, our offense line was better than it was. I never did. You know, I, I, I never thought our offense line was going to be that good last year. This year I'm with them on it with the talent that they, that they ha- have gotten and the coach. And I'm telling you, Deontay Smith, the kid we got out of, out of uh, Eastern Carolina, not this year, Maybe next year, maybe a year after that, but I think he's going to be our future right tackle. I really do. I like that kid, as long as he doesn't tear his pectoral muscle. Like for some reason, that's the thing to do if you're a Bengal. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah. That's where I said what. What's with Bengals and, and tearing their boobies? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't big. know,
0: man. I, I've been wondering that myself. I, I was like, that's three of them in in two years, and they're done for the season.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. But you, you know, you had Billy Price, you had uh, Trey Waynes, and then this year, I mean, but. But yeah, I I definitely think their offensive line is is much improved, and I know it's hard for people to hear, but I I love the tight end room that we have. I think, or not Thad Moss, um, CJ Uzoma last year. Yeah. Yes, it was two games, but in the two games, if if you were to add it out for sixteen. He was on pace to be the tight end five, tight end six in fantasy. And that, that's what's crazy is he has that ability. I, exactly. You know, five, six, 700 yards, that, that's all you need from a tight end. You don't – when you have the receivers that we have, you don't need that elite, elite tight end like a Travis Kelsey, like a Darren Waller, like a George Kittle, guys like that. Because you look at those teams – Travis Kelsey, who you have? You have Tyreek Hill. Who else? And then Darren Waller. Who else do you have? Right. And then George Kittle. Well, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah you got Debo Samuel.
0: I say Travis Kelsey halftime, which I love. He's a University the Cincinnati Bearcat. I love love him. Shout out to him. He halftime yep. lines up as wide receiver. I mean, he he doesn't line up yep. the tight end a lot. I mean, he does a lot, but not a, not a ton he, he lines up a wide receiver yep. a lot.
2: And, and something I said on uh, the New Stripes podcast uh, last week or last night was Travis Kelsey in fantasy, if you were to take his stats from week 8 to week 16 last year or week 17 last year, he still would have finished as the tight end two in fantasy. And that's because there's no one else to, for, for them to cover besides Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the only two players that that Patrick Mahomes really has to throw to.
0: Exactly. Uh, Crip Keeper has a a question here for you. He says, "Orange arrow, can you knock the knock off arrow already in the target?" Okay, so please explain to me
2: <laughs> what he's talking about is the Robin Hood shot. So when you're when you're getting ready to to draw. And you, you fire off the arrow, you hit the target, and then you draw again, and you fire another arrow off, and you basically you split the first arrow that you have, that right. you've had. Unfortunately, I have not been able to do that yet. I have tried my hardest. I have <laughs> tore my fletching off, and the fletching is the, if you can see, I don't know if you can see my arrows or not, but yeah, the the little orange things at the top of it, that's the fletching.
0: Yeah. yeah. The
2: feathers, feathers. yes, yes, yes. I have torn those off of my arrows, but unfortunately I have not yet split my arrow. But (laughs) I've tried and tried and tried and tried, but that is, you're literally trying to do something that's, that's almost
0: impossible to do. Wait, wait, you're, you're telling me, you're telling me Robin Hood isn't, isn't true. I mean, you, you can't do that. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen firsthand. My,
2: my cousin's done it. I think my wife's even done it. Oh, and there you go. I, I, I have not, for some reason, the, the chips has not fallen to where I've been able to, to split my own arrow.
0: All right. Let's get the Marvin here. He, uh he wants to talk about the tiger den. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see here. What about the Cincinnati? And I'm sorry, I'm very bad at reading. Sometimes I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> He's talking about the wild side. Yeah, thank you. Oh, asylum. Okay, that's. I was trying to read that. Like, what is he talking about? So what about the Cincy Asylum or just Asylum? The wild side, or
2: this? This I, I see it. The, the cinematic. The cin- Cincy. <laughs> cincy. <laughs> cincy maniacs. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go.
0: Cincy maniacs. See Marvin, it, yeah. he, he had that comment up there earlier. And I'm trying to read it. Going, I'm going to sound like a complete idiot trying to read this. Uh, then he put <laughs> it again? So, uh, he said he likes yeah. the Tiger Den, but how about uh, something a bo- bit more intimidating? Yeah, I'll I just go on more with. And the reason I said the Tiger Tiger Den, obviously because it's the the Bengals, and it, the stadium is already called the Jungle, so that's why I was kind of going with something uh, along along that narrative. But those, those are cool yeah. too. And, and I mean, the thing is. Whoever is in the front row of uh, section one fifty eight, if you guys want to get a banner and stick it over the wall, that's how you start naming naming a section. Hey, you start doing that.
2: Bengals captain, I know you're watching right now. Bengals captain, I know you've got that front seat. Put a big old banner up, say the Bengals Tiger Den, and we'll get the ball
0: rolling. Exactly. That sounds good. Yeah, I got I gotta get Cap back on the show again here before uh before the season gets going here. All right, Mac. Crenshaw, I think you're new to the show. Welcome. The facts that we we've had a real o, o, we've had real OTAs and mini camps this year, I think, will make a huge difference. I I, I can't agree with that more. I mean, because last look at what yeah. Joe Burrow did last year, look at what this office did last year, and there we really didn't have much of an offseason. They had training camp, sorta, yeah, but it was it was nothing. And now I think uh I think they said like ten guys. And the Bengals have not been vaccinated, so they are at. You, know, they, they could go and have normal meetings, no masks, no. They could be in the rooms and everything. So it's going to be as normal as it can be right now. That's another. Absolutely. Big thing. So, yep. I,
2: I how, ex, how excited are you for? And you know the Bengals media is is the the media team is absolutely going to blow this up, but all the video and and everything that they're about to to unleash. On on Bengals Nation, oh I on can't Hootie wait. Nation. I mean, well, did did you see
0: did you see the 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 video they tweeted out yesterday of uh, uh, Uno Jamar Chase making that one handed catch from a uh, from Joe Burrow?
2: Oh yeah, I I made it into a TikTok.
0: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot. There, there's there's so many things going on 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 Twitter and, and TikTok and and Facebook. I forget who does what, but yeah, you did make that. That was awesome. And, and speaking of here. which, yeah,
2: go ahead. speaking of which, go on Bengals TikTok right now because they've got they got Chris Evans absolutely dancing his butt off and, and just having on an
0: awesome time on there. I have to check that out when I when I get off. Now, let's get get to your, your fantasy league here. And if, for people who don't know, you're doing the Orange Arrow fantasy league. This is the second year of it and the proceeds or some of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. Tell people where they can join, how much it is, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So all of, actually, all of the proceeds. So what it is, is your entry into the the league is you can either go to my uh, GoFundMe and donate there. It's a minimum $25 donation to get in the league, or you can go to the Joe Burrow hunger relief foundation and i've got the link on my on my twitter as well for that donate the minimum toilet 25 dollar donation and that gets your entry into the league and there are there are a ton of people i've got um 21 people in the league right now and we're splitting this up into two 12 teams so i need at least 24 people uh, we've got guys like like I know the guys from Jackpot Joey. They're they're going to be in the league. Um, LSG Cincy. They're going to be in the league. Um, Ice Man. I know you're going to be in there. There, my wife, me, um, Anthony Casenza. He said he he was going to be in the league. Jay Morrison. The Stainwell Stripes podcast is going to be in there. Lugie. The guy that done my pictures, he'll be in the league. There's all kinds of people that are that are donating to this and, and being in the league. But all of this goes to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. And that's what it's for. That's what it's all about. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted something to help his foundation out, help his charity out, and make it fun for Bengals fans. And I've got a Cincy prize pack lined up for the winner. Um, LFG since said they would donate us a, a shirt. Um, I'm going to buy a shirt from the Jackpot, Joey, the Matt from, from that Matty crew. Myers. Yep. Matt Myers. Yep. And, um, I think, um, Zim said, I think Zim said he would donate a shirt as well. So we've got an awesome prize for the, for the champion of the league. And I've got a $20, um, raffle that I'm doing right now, it's you got a one in thirty-six chance of winning a Joe Bro autographed football, and Ooh. all the proceeds to that goes to the winner of the the champion too. I'm gonna buy like jerseys, all kinds of stuff for for the uh, champion in the league as well. So all the all the money raised from from that raffle will go straight to the to the uh, Orange Arrow Fantasy League as well.
0: Awesome man, awesome man. I will. Uh, I'll donate this shirt, this Jackpot Joey shirt here, right here, to it, so you, you can give this give this away too. As far as the uh, this is one of the original ones. It's gray. Absolutely, so, I love right, it. So I, I will uh, get that out to you, and uh, you, you can donate that to the winner as well. Which it's just going to come back to my house because I plan on winning. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> now, um, now, are you you talked about this on on the Orange and Black Insider podcast about possibly doing a a fantasy. Uh, Live draft either on your channel or, or at a brew house or a B dubs or something like that. Have you gotten any more information on, on that? If you're going to be able to do that or not,
2: yeah. So I, I haven't yet. Um, I'm hoping to. Uh, I need to be a little more organized with this. I need to uh to contact somebody, um, whether it's the uh the um oh, what's the name the holy grail, holy grail. or B dubs. Yeah or somebody like that and, and see if I can host something like that. I really want to do it. i want to do a live show during the draft on my, my fantasy show. And we'll, we'll get the ball rolling on that. I'll, I'll post something about it here within the next, next week or so.
0: That sounds awesome, man. Well, we'll, we'll keep me in mind. When, uh, when you get the information out, uh, let me know. And I will definitely talk about it on my show, but you've been on for an hour. I appreciate you coming on. I still got to do, do the uh, the the interview I had with uh, Paul Danner Jr. earlier today, so if you guys are still watching, make sure you stick around for that. But tell yeah, Aaron, tell everybody where yeah they, it, they follow you at. Absolutely. Day.
2: What are you guys? What are you guys waiting on me for? Paul Danner <laughs> is is the man, so I, I will hurry up and get get out of here for y'all. Follow me on Twitter at the Bengal Four. Um, you can follow me on TikTok. I'm I'm at the Four on, on there as well. If you want to see a bunch of dad videos and a bunch of <laughs> random, random nonsense that I'm posting and you can follow, follow me on YouTube. I'm the orange, Era, the orange arrow fantasy show. I'm doing a fancy, uh, fancy podcast as well. You can follow me on there. And, and that's about all I've got. The last video I had, I, I talked to my, my son, um about the bangles and i talked to my my daughter so you'll have to go ahead and check that check that latest show out that was a lot of fun and um that and also talked about talked to uh, a couple other guys so go on there find me and that's about all i got brother
0: awesome man i appreciate you coming on the show we will uh, hook up saturday hopefully hopefully we'll be there at the same time like i said i'm only going to be there probably for like an hour uh, if I can make it at all, but my, my my goal is to make it there. But definitely, if anybody sees you, make sure you guys shout out Arrow, get a picture with him, and have some fun. And Absolutely, always, man. Always, it's a blast. And who day, brother? Who day? All right, guys. Let's get to the interview I had earlier today with Paul Danard Jr. from The Athletic. Athletic He's none other than Paul Danard Jr. <laughs> hey paul what's going on man
1: how are you what's up how are we doing
0: good man a exciting time of year we got training camp started i'm sure you're getting uh pretty pretty busy there over there over there at the a- athletic
1: it, it is is that a jason maxiel jersey
0: that is a jason maxiel jersey along with the uh with oscar robinson
1: well yeah the big in the big O. gotta have respect for that i love i love maxiel getting the getting the love as one of the two jerseys there on the on the back wall it's impressive
0: absolutely absolutely i love max max is one of my favorite favorite players of all time so that's why he's gotta he's gotta be hung up on the on the ring of honor of, of, the, of the i was NCAA. gonna
1: say this is quite a <laughs> this is quite a show you've got going on behind you this is impressive is that a see is that a 90 pennant with is that signatures all over it
0: yep yep that's the last time the reds won the world series i was 15.
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: i have seen a Cincinnati sports team win a championship in my lifetime.
1: You're not <laughs> among you're not among the lost generation. That is no, no, trying no to I'm make it happen.
0: I, I'm a little bit before that. I, I remember the '81 Super Bowl. I remember the the uh, uh, the '88 Super Bowl. I remember uh, you were talking on your podcast. I remember Corey Dillon's two record breaking uh, games. His record breaking one in uh, his rookie season. I and I have to tell you a story about this because that's when you guys had this on your podcast. It's brought up all kinds of memories. Well, at that time, I had just gotten married to my wife. This is in 97. And she's from Florida. So we lived in Florida. The internet wasn't that big. It, you didn't have shows like this on the internet. It was really hard to find out what was going on with the Bengals. And Thursday night football wasn't a thing. It was every once in a while. You know, they ha- have a Thursday night football game. Well, I didn't know the Bengals were even on. <laughs> so we were out to dinner or something like that. I don't remember where we are at, but we were coming home. So I clicked on the TV. I'm like, whoa, hey, the Bengals are on whoa they're winning holy crap they're kicking ass like this is awesome (laughs) yes i i i loved that that you guys brought that up and then i went back and watched that game again that was awesome
1: yeah it was something else it was one of those where we have a list of a number of games that we have kind of maybe wanted to do um and we're considering for that and we were going to do a poll and kind of have everybody tell us, look, yeah, we want this one or that one. And then when I looked at it, I was like, no, I want to do that. one. I, I like some of these other ones, but I just really want to do that one. So I'm not going to leave to anybody to tell me that I'm not going to. So we did that one. And, and I just, you know, Corey Dillon, um, it's interesting how he's kind of become a little bit forgotten uh, yeah. for what he did. I don't think he gets enough of the respect that he deserves for what he did on some really, you know, bad teams without any passing game. And so, or quarterback um, and, <laughs>
0: or, or offensive line or anything right, <laughs> And,
1: and that, that it's a, the nineties. When people think of them, they think of what they think of Klingler and mm-hmm. Achille and like Blake, the Blake time. But this time in the middle really gets forgotten. And that run by Boomer was arguably, I would say actually the best they were. Uh, maybe during the entire decade, and when he just walks away to go to the Monday Night Football booth, yeah. you talk about uh-huh. storylines that are unprecedented and interesting. I just, it was a lot of fun to talk about. it. We had to break it up into two parts because myself, Mo Egger, Jeff Hobson, and Jay Morris. I mean, we there were just so many interesting things to dive into that we we broke it up into two because it was just uh, a lot a lot of fun to talk about that era, not just that game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and the, the funny thing is, I actually went back and I even watched the uh, 2000. Uh, game where he broke the single game r- rushing record. And that game is unbelievable. I think the Bengals completed four passes. I think that's all it was because Achilles Smith started that game. He went out with a concussion. And uh, oh, I forget his name. I want to say Sam Mitchell. It's not, a, he was the uh, quarterback. Scott the- Mitchell. The- Scott Mitchell. Thank you. He came in and finished. I, t- I watched the game. I don't know how that happened. I mean, Denver was, I think, ranked fourth or third in rushing defense in, in two thousand, and they ran all over them, and they yeah. and they couldn't throw the ball. So it just just that shows you how good Corey Dillon was.
1: Yeah, know. there's and, no doubt.
0: Yeah, and and I I think he, he has been forgotten and how, how great he was, and the thing that kills me too is. You know, they always say running backs or quarterbacks or whatever. You you have to have that ring to get considered for Hall of Fame or whatever. Well, Corey got that ring. I mean, not with the mm-hmm. Bengals, obviously, but he got it with, with the Patriots. And I think you brought it up on your podcast that he was arguably the, the best player on that Patriots team. So it is very surprising that he doesn't get more run in the National Football Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. I, you know, that's just, it's what are you holding against Corey at this point? You know, is it longevity? Well, that can't be it because he had over 10,000 yards, um, and and did it across a number of different seasons. Is it by, is it big? because of his efficiency that can't be it i mean he averaged 4.3 yards per carry over the course of his whole career is it because he didn't have high moments that can't be it he has two of the 16 biggest games in nfl history is it because of postseason that can't be it he's got a ring in a year that he rushed for 1600 yards including big games in the postseason and multiple touchdowns so what are we holding against Corey dillon there are there were nine running backs in the history of the nfl post merger that checked all those boxes 70 yards per game 4.2 4.2 yards per carry over 10,000 yards per career nine. He's the only one along with Fred Taylor that are not in the hall of fame. And Fred Taylor, notably ton of injuries never played in the postseason. right? Everybody else is in the hall of fame and their big names, this the, checking every box. You, nobody really checks every box the way that Corey does, but he's never been in the conversation. Nobody's ever talked about him in that regard because the teams were so bad for so long. And, you know, I just think that's it, it's an interesting thing when you really, really look at it because he has the the thing that's always held against Bengals. He has the season where he had a huge year and they won the title. And, um, you know, I think he he should be in more conversations. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, well, you, you could always say this. And again, you brought this about your podcast that he was, you know, certainly with, with the media or whatever, but. Can't be any worse than Terrell Owens was, and Terrell Owens got in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, that's where my my point is. I guess since we had we had the Ring of Honor with with the Bengals now, and rightly so, we're getting Ken Anderson and Ken Riley into the Ring of Honor. Hopefully, one of them will get into the Hall of Fame this year. I think the next two, if we're going with two, you got to go with Willie Anderson. And my votes for Corey Dillon because I I think we need to try to get get him a push. You know, if, if Bengals Nation, Bengals Twitter can 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 help out in any way. I think I think Big Willie and Corey are, are the next two that we should try to get into the. Yeah, that we're gonna we'll monitor. see how
1: many there ends up being. I think yeah, I think Willie is on deck. I mean, yeah, I think he is sure. the next. And then I, I I would make the case for Chad personally because of what he meant on and off the field, and, and still kind of means off right. the field for them. Right. Right. And I just think he was such a game changer for that entire um, generation, really. Right. And and so I. I think that's part of the Chad story. And obviously Boomer, you know, a guy who, who was a quarterback who won MVP and led you to a Super Bowl uh, should be in that. Con- I think they're kind of the next big ones. and there, But there's a number of great cases you can make, and we oh, we'll yeah, see how so many good. they decide to let in next year. I would hope they would maybe do four again to kind of get them with a bunch of names up there right off the jump. But they're, they're not really uh, divulging those details yet.
0: No, no, no. I think they're gonna hold that to the vest until uh until later on to, to let us all squirm and try to figure figure it out. But uh let's get to uh today's news. And uh you just tweeted it out and it's I mean, it's something, it's a roster move. Have you ever heard of this guy? <laughs> no. signed uh free agent offense tackle Gunner Vogel
1: yeah it'll be the next time we'll hear about Gunnar vogel is when he gets uh cut in a couple of weeks
0: <laughs> i wonder if he's uh related to george vogel you know of news five
1: <laughs> well i don't know what we'll that we'll have to ask george i mean if he has and he's probably spent some time at some west side bowling alleys. so right, right exactly exactly
0: exactly <laughs> oh my goodness but hey we had some great news uh come out of yesterday where did you make it to the uh, bengals lunch were you uh one of the- every year
1: oh yeah i love it
0: <laughs> so you got to hear that uh know jackpot joey burrow is a full go he's been cleared to go Mm -hmm. along with uh trey hopkins which that actually surprised me more than burrow to be honest
1: yeah i think hopkins and dj reader where you add them into the mix are really i mean it's a great starting and and a a tip of the cap to director rehab nick cosgray on that You know, those were some big names and some big boys uh, that they really needed to have ready to go and to have all three of those boxes checked, fully cleared by the beginning of preseason or beginning of training camp is is a big deal. And, um, you know, they can they can still ease Hopkins in, you know, and and they will take their time with him a little bit um, because there's, you know, he, he, he just tore his ACL in December. So There's no reason to push him. But right to have them available and not have to worry about him missing time. It's a, it's a great place to start. And they're really, they really are in a great place from a health, from a roster, from a build standpoint where you're entering year three and you, you finally feel like you really have your team here. You know, it's it's all set now. I mean, it's on paper. It's all what you thought you were buying into two years ago uh, when you decided to make the change away from Marvin Lewis was for something that looked like this, a franchise quarterback with a young offensive guru type that has a great relationship with him as a cornerstone of what you hope your organization will be growing forward. That's all fine and good. That is what you want. That is the vision it has to equal wins now. And I think that's what I took away from yesterday. Mike Brown being, you know, as optimistic as you usually expect and saying a lot of the things you usually hear from him in that setting. But there was a tinge of look, this is critical for him and us. This is the year. This is his opportunity to 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 make this happen. We have to win. We have a fan base that we have to reconnect with that we have disappointed, and it's it, we have to go create that hope for them. Don't forget, they just spent this whole offseason burning a whole lot of collateral with Ring yeah. of Honor and, mm-hmm. and New Jersey's, and they are making this massive push around Joe Burrow to bring everybody back in, and really care about reconnecting with their families. It's a big deal. It is a big reason why Marvin Lewis was let go a couple years ago was because look, empty seats, empty suites, people don't have hope. It's too toxic, right? That is a part of the the formula for Mike. Right. And so if you, if you can't go out there and build the proof on the field, then 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 what right this is right. now it is set up now all the excuses that were valid many very valid over the last two years are removed it's time to go win and I think that was sort of the message from yesterday that stood out to me
0: yeah exactly uh, on yesterday's show I had uh, uh Matt Richie from the Bengals season ticket office and I think he said this is fifth year uh working for the Bengals and he said this is the most excited he's ever seen the fan base and they got a lot of cool stuff coming out uh, With the, I guess, the, the, the king of the jungle or whatever they call where you can do the Who day chant. He said they got some cool different things where the Bengals are coming out of the tunnel and a whole bunch of neat stuff like that. But, I mean, I am excited. And I think in the three years, which, I mean, we're going to the third year of Zach and Lou this is the most talented team that they've had and the deepest team that they've had. So this, this year, I think it's put up or shut up. And I like putting this out there and I've only had one guy on my show. And that's bleak right? I don't know if you follow him or not, but he, he's really, really good on Twitter that actually kind of agree with me on, on my, on my, my uh, schedule prediction, but this is what I got for, for this season. Now I know this is, this is big and this is bold, but I, if everything stays healthy and everything. I think we got a shot at, at 10, 11 wins.
1: Is that a win in week 16? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to make yep. sure I'm seeing that, that correctly. That's, and that's I didn't like, you
0: think we're hey, going to we- beat the chiefs? You think like, you're going to beat,
1: I guess. So you're a, you're a predicting a Patrick Mahomes injury during the season. then?
0: <laughs> I, I, well, put it this way. We, we beat him in 03 when they were, you know, they were undefeated and they had the greatest, you know, offense. We beat him. Who knows? I mean, the reason I did that, to be honest, I mean, if you look at the end of the schedule, it's a gauntlet there. I mean, it is. So I, I didn't think we were gonna lose all four games. So I had to pick something in there. <laughs> so I well, I them. think,
1: I think it, I think when I, when you get into game prediction and schedule prediction, I think it's important to, you can cut this off after the bye week you know, things, yeah. the league will look so different. Teams yeah, will look so different in the second half. And that's why I like this schedule a lot for them actually, because yeah. it's front loaded with teams that have new coaches, have new quarterbacks, have questionable situations of course Aaron Rodgers is back for the last dance so uh that game doesn't look so good anymore uh but you know yeah. you you still you have you have your easier games front loaded and a lot can happen to change the outlook on San Francisco on the Chargers on Baltimore and Kansas City and the Browns and the Steelers that they will look like very different teams when the bye week comes than they do right now and maybe that's not such a gauntlet but yeah, they're not beating the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is playing. I'll Just go ahead and say that. <laughs>
0: probably not, that's probably me. My my orange sunglasses. Uh, yeah, up. but I mean, if you, I really, I agree with what you're saying, especially at the beginning of the season. I think there's a very good chance going into that Green. I have is losing to the, to the Squealers just because it's the freaking Squealers, and it's. I know, I think we could, we can sweep them, but I, I just couldn't couldn't pull the trigger on that. But I could pull the trigger on Kansas City, so you know, go go figure. But I, I think there's a very good chance going into that Green Bay game. We could be four and zero. I mean that and that's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: I mean they do line up and play them every week. So yes, they yep. it is a possibility that they could be four and zero in that game. We'll
0: we'll find out. That's why they play the game. So what going into training camp uh this week? What's what's the storyline? What's what's the big thing that you're looking forward to? Because yeah, first everybody's like, is Joe Burrow gonna be back? He's gonna be back. Trey Hopkins, he's back. DJ Reader, he's back. So now we know all of them are back. What's the next? storyline that that uh you might be be looking looking at
1: the same storyline that it's been here really for a number of years but specifically through this offseason right the five in front i mean it's the five in front of joe burrow it's what's going to happen in the inside who 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 is going to surface i mean at this point i have my 53 man prediction on the athletic out today and you know i have trey hopkins as a starting center and quentin spain at left guard and xavier suafilo right guard i think you're gonna see you know what how quickly can jackson carmen figure this league out, how quickly can he adjust to a new position that he's playing for the first time in his life? It it makes me nervous to think that you would be putting a rookie who's never played guard out before against a Mike Zimmer defense with Joe Burrow's knee behind him in week one. And I think they view it that way too, that you'd rather have somebody like Suofilo in Spain that have – 60 70 I don't know I've top of my head how many starts they have in the league right. but that have been there they have seen it they the mental aspects not going to overwhelm them and you know who they are I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're at the very least serviceable capable guys that have played plenty of good games in this league and not necessarily going to be obvious liabilities where Mike Zimmer looks at that tape and points and says him expose right. him. We've seen <laughs> right. him do that to teams over yep. and over again mm-hmm. around here so right. I think in the early part of the season you want your guys that you have a little bit more knowledge of exactly who they are, but that can change. And right. and that can change for Billy Price, who's really excited about Frank Pollock being here. Maybe he can, you know, pull the okie doke like happened to him a couple of years ago with Trey Hopkins kind of flipping the script on him. Maybe that happens. I, I don't know. But I know that they have competition in there. You know, I wrote a story about Michael Jordan this past offseason about I found his approach to what happened last yes. season and yes, in Washington yeah. to be really eye-opening and make him a really interesting guy here too. I think he took that to heart and I think he proved it with actions. He told Joe Burrow, look, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm only going to prove to you with actions, you know, how I'm going to be better and has spent his whole off season doing it, rebuilding his body, rebuilding his focus, spending time with Willie Anderson, uh, working out and working on his techniques and, and really being dedicated to being better He's an interesting guy that could that could surprise people in there. There's a lot of options. Many of them look kind of the same and that's and that's what they're trying to do. I, you know, I've called this the off-season of no donkeys. Like, look, it's they need to be serviceable. They need to not have obvious liabilities like they've had in the past. If you can get Spain and Suafilo and Hopkins to be okay guys and have Williams and Reef On the outside, Joe Burrow is going to cook. Like They have too many weapons where if it's not a liability up front, if they're just okay up front, they will put up points. Burrow will roast people, and it will be a lot of fun to watch. There's just no guarantees there, but what happens there in camp to figure out that five, to me, is the most interesting part of this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said this. I think the most important move in the offseason was like getting Frank Pollock. And yes. just to get on to your, your reiterate point about Seraphilia starting, I honestly think because toward the end of the year last year, the Bengals started running the ball more, especially against the Squealers. Well, what? Everybody said, like, well, what changed? Well, what changed is we had Spain and we had Seraphilia at guard and Hopkins at center. Those three up front were playing. I know PFF and all of them didn't grade them very high because of all the other games they had before. That started to work. So I, I could see – I could totally see your point there where we're putting Cerfitti uh, in for at least the first game, maybe a game, and, and let the rookie you know sit back and and, and watch. But I, I, I'm a big Quentin Spain fan. I was really impressed with him last year. Just – I mean, he came in uh, – or the uh, Titans game. He got signed that week. He played <laughs> that same week, and actually up played up on Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he he actually played tackle. I mean, he didn't do great at tackle, but he played tackle last year for the Bengals. So I mean, he has shown the ability to 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 work and, and to be a, a serviceable lineman. It's a one year prove it deal. So he's going. He's playing for his money. And anytime you get that kind of motivation in a player, that's a good thing. So I really do think uh, we're gonna have a really good year. Out of Spain, I'm not saying Pro Bowl or anything like that. And, and agreeing with what you're saying, this line doesn't have to be great. We got jackpot, Joey Burrow. He's gonna. Long as all five of them are doing the same thing at the same time, what they're supposed to be doing, that's way better than what we had last year. And again, I like it. We have depth. Even the guys that they they're bringing, which Vogel they brought in, whatever. At least it's bodies. It's 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 competition. You know, last year it was just like you know this is this is our five and. That's it. They didn't really do anything else this year. I think they're doing more to try to solidify that, and especially with uh, the guys behind them, because you know somebody's going to get injured. I'm hoping, but that always happens. That's
1: that's where I were. I mean, I worry about the depth. I worry about the depth. But if if something were to happen to Reef or Williams, you know, you're back now. You're back in the Fred Johnson ball game and things like Mm -hmm. that. And and we've seen how that has gone. And you know, but like I said, at guard, you like you met. There is depth because they have. They they have four guys that I think you can make a decent case for coming in and playing at that serviceable level and two centers. You know, I mean, I, there's you're not killed if somebody gets hurt inside because all those guys are probably kind of about the same, and at least you have a lot of them. <laughs> so yes, you're not yeah. forced to have that massive drop-off like we saw at times last year. But the other thing I want to say about the line is that, remember, like so much of what went wrong last year went wrong In the first three four weeks as far as they gave up so many pressures and it was so ugly they did it on Thursday Night Football and everyone decided the Bengals line was bad and it was Mm -hmm. but a lot of that so much of where you actually you know give quarterback pressures to is on the quarterback and Joe Mm -hmm. Burrow was still figuring out what he could do how he could run how quickly he needed to get the ball out what pocket presence looks like in the NFL and you saw that he took so many Mm -hmm. sacks because he was trying to make things happen and what happened The next month when he learned how quickly he needs to get the ball out and they actually Mm -hmm. set the offense up to quickly get it out of his hand more often, they were second in the league in points per drive. Their pressures came way down, and they were moving the ball on everybody pretty much they went up against for the most part. The first game against Baltimore, the first game against Pittsburgh, he was learning how to play against those defenses because they're different too, but for the most part, they were able to move the ball on anybody and he was putting up huge numbers and T Higgins was putting up huge numbers and all of that. And so that's a big part of it too. That is gone. Burrow mm-hmm. now better understands how to work the pressure, how to, how to, how to make that happen and not take sacks, take hits so much of that. And so I think that's going to be a part of what your expectations are this year too. Yeah. I'm
0: glad you brought that up. Cause that, that is a great point. Cause I've said that on my show a couple of times that, especially during the season last year, well, why are we doing this? I said, because they've taken what they did best, which is what they did best last year, was take a three-step and get rid of the ball as fast as they could. And and Joe Burrow was killing people on that. I mean, they, they, were, they were, the offense was clicking. And I really do think that if Joe Burrow did not get hurt last year, we had a shot a win in multiple games down the stretch there. there's a lot of winnable games because we were winning that Washington game before he got hurt I, I've said that, a couple yeah,
1: times. you know, I think the sad really there's many sad elements to what happened in Washington last year, but I think the other one is that everything was sort of built. This whole rebuild was built on, that being the point in time where they were going to finally start winning the games and making people believe and starting to see it turn around. And then you take away Burrow and you lose that, you know, how yeah. are they, those were winnable games, Washington, the giants, Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they do win against Houston and Pittsburgh, even without Burrow. I mean, how many of those are they winning with Burrow more? And, yeah. and, and, and then, then you see what it's supposed to look like. And it feels like more of a natural step in this process where, okay, two and 14 they're awful they get burrow in they get better as the year goes along and they win six games or whatever right. and you go yeah. two six then 10 feels like a natural right. step right this right. year so we missed that step now will they will that not matter when they show up this year will they be still at that step? i, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know you you think right. they will yeah. and maybe they will but um i think that's the thing that we're missing and that so, mm-hmm. which makes them a much Harder team to predict this year Is will they be a team That that's who they are who they were last Year or were will it be because Burrow missed those games You know the expectations should be higher Because there's just a step missing that you didn't Get to see but really naturally It happened in the background
0: Right yeah yeah obviously that's That's and that's kind of where I'm at I was like I you know with my big bold prediction eh, I'm just a guy with a YouTube Channel I mean whatever what do I know If I'm right great If I'm not oh well But that's where I'm at. Like, yeah, I completely agree with what you said, is if if Burrow doesn't get hurt, yeah, we're maybe at six, seven wins maybe. And then, yeah, then everybody – yeah, the Bengals can take that next step. That totally changes the narrative of what everybody's thinking about going into this season. So that's where I'm – and I I think the Bengals can – I think Joe Burrow can because, let's be honest, I mean, last year he came in as a rookie, no OTAs, no normal offseason workout, no uh, preseason games, nothing and by what third game of the year i mean he was killing everybody so i i i think he has the mindset and the work ethic to to make this happen for for the team and i think i like I said i think they actually have the talent to to do it this year it's of of that um let's just let see because uh, i gotta yeah, get out of here soon uh sam hubbard he signed his contract uh, signed yesterday and do you think Jesse Bates will be sometime soon?
1: Yeah, I think soon. I mean, I think they came into this offseason or this point in the year saying, let's get Hubbard and let's get Bates signed up for the long term as cornerstones and you know, you you have the idea of probably paying them 25 combined. Hubbard's in for 10, Bates will come in for 15 maybe more depending on how much higher he wants to get up over the market, but top the market at safety, make him the highest paid safety in football and call it a day. And it's easy peasy. I mean, both these guys want to get it done. It makes sense for both sides to get it done. Um, I think Duke Tobin, you know, yesterday talked about it too. Like that's, they're hoping to throw it together and it, it should be something that can, can be done. They left the money behind to do it. So it's just a matter of working out the logistics and there's no, you know, if the Bengals are where we think they are, where they appear to be willing to, Pay hey, top of the market, Jesse Bates, it makes no sense uh, for him to risk coming off maybe a worse year on the field or an injury on the field right. to bet on himself supposedly if he can come out and, and, and make a, a, a you know a lot of money it's not worth the risk and I think you'll see that play out here probably I mean who knows it, it could be today I mean for all we yeah. know I, I expected those two are kind of working in concert with each other because they have one <laughs> nugget of money for two people that they plan right. to do so I would expect that to get worked out and I think we'll be talking to Jesse Bates pretty soon about his big deal
0: uh maybe, maybe uh, later on today when I air this interview, <laughs> know that uh, even- exactly, <laughs> absolutely. I we just recorded a podcast
1: yeah. myself and, and and we said the same thing. By the time this thing airs, it, it may even be done. You never know. Right.
0: Exactly. And I mean I I, I if for some reason I always think it's funny because people Bengals fans that they always freak out during the summertime. Well, we gotta sign Hover we gotta sign Bates like last year's well, we gotta sign Mixon I'm like, relax by The time training camp starts, the week of, week before, they'll sign them. And for some reason, it always works out. They always sign them the week of training camp or the first week of training camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the because these things – Deals get done on deadlines, and you got two of them. You've got, you yeah. got the beginning of camp, and you got the beginning of the regular season as really the two deadlines to, to get deals done. Guys don't want to put themselves at risk before camp, or if they're doing that, they don't want to put themselves at risk of getting hurt in a regular season game. So those are the two times deals get done. And historically, if you look through Bengals history, that's when they've mostly got done. And so, you know, I think you, that's why people are thinking maybe baits could happen soon, sometime before they take the field on Wednesday.
0: Awesome. Paul, it's been a blast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks you give me a half hour appreciate it. tell everybody where to follow you the athletic podcast all that stuff real quick
1: yeah the athletic we have actually have a 50% off deal going on right now so if you're looking to we have over 400 reporters across continents and across all the NFL insiders everything everywhere we're at 50% off right now deal that you can get so this is if you thought about doing it you thought about joining the athletic the season's about to start now's the time to do it myself Jay Morrison of course we have C Trent with the Reds and Justin Williams is incredible on Bearcats I mean if you're a Cincinnati sports fan man we have a, a hell of a team here um so i highly recommend it now's the time just go click on any story that you see that we've written click on the link and you'll get a chance to subscribe right there for the 50 percent off deal of course i'm on twitter at paul daner jr and uh often on sundays you can find me at west side brewing uh if you want to if you want to really you know what to track me down see, some I, comments. I
0: knew i liked you for a reason yeah my boy you know we, we got to stick together so I'll shout like, oh, out westwood man
1: westwood <laughs> on the come i love it
0: yeah yeah oh dude I, whatever to to cross the street to, to nations that the firehouse. yeah, that's a good place to eat, man. that's cool. love that's nation. Cool.
1: I, I used to go to the one in Pendleton all the time and I'm so pumped to see that they put one down there in Westwood because yeah. I'm over there all the time. I have family that lives over at areas so whenever we're over there. I always try to do the double up, maybe stop at uh West side and' over to nation.
0: There you go. Well, yeah, definitely go follow Paul and subscribe to Athletic. Now, I've had you on. I had Jay Morrison on. Now, I just need to get C-Trent and Justin Williams on. So, All right. I'll give him him a hard time.
1: I'll give him a hard time.
0: (laughs) All right, brother. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Take it easy.
0: All right, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed that. That was an interview I did uh, earlier today with Paul Diener Jr. I know it's been a really long show, so let me roll on out of here. And if you guys have been hanging out for an hour and a half watching this, I appreciate you guys. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. They are Hude Nation, Bengals Nation, Bengals Hude Nation, Cincinnati Bengals in the Jungle, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds riding third, heading for home, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling out sound later on today. And if you don't want to sit for an hour and a half, you can listen to me for an hour and a half. Uh, It's on BeanPod, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Download it rate it like it review it tell your friends tell your neighbors i appreciate it youtubers were at 1268 subscribers you guys are awesome that i'm just growing like crazy as far as youtube goes i appreciate it like i said tell your friends tell your neighbors about Dexman and sports with strawberry ice and other than that uh tomorrow i don't have any guests set up so maybe i should have waited po- Save Paul for tomorrow, but I did an extra long one today. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, we got some more guests lined up later on the week, so make sure you check us out. And other than that, as my boy, Jeremy Dimebag, D's Nuts, Dean, always says, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Training camp starts tomorrow. I cannot wait. And that's just sports, baby. See ya. You're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go.
1: You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take him it. out of that conversation. In that, Man, he started from absolute trash. I, I would draft Aziz Ozilari. or any. Nobody's doing seven-step drops I'm in right now. I'm playing tackle for him, so right.
0: it's he's almost 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You you, you just can't. You you can't do that. You can't do that. Thought that 2010 should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. To, to fill the stadium, oh, yeah. I, I remember you yeah. guys saying that. It's crazy. We're going to say <laughs> I, I see that he's taking uh the non but right. overall, that, that line wouldn't better. No, um, I, you know, basically, you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, Hey, I'm not going to get those calls. He's, he's coming, he, 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 he's oh, yeah. coming, and he'd be in one, section 158 with me. So, no, these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues.